Hey y'all, it's Bridget Cutshaw. Thank you for listening to Real Things Living. Today, my guest is Michelle Downey, who happens to be my sister. She's a mom to three kids and a seventh grade teacher. Michelle, can you introduce yourself? Hi everyone, how are you doing? I'm so glad you could make it today with your schedule because I I forgot kind of how it is to still have kids in, in, in school and being involved in extracurricular activities. Today, we just wanted to talk about what you had to deal with. Uh, it was like less than two years ago with your daughter, the only granddaughter out of all the grandkids. She um, got sick around Christmas. Can you explain what happened? Uh, yes. Last year, actually, uh, Lexus started uh, showing some signs of a stomach flu. And in the middle school last year, that was something that was uh, prevalent throughout our middle school, it just seems like everyone was was out sick with some kind of stomach issues. And um, Alexis would uh, seem to get better after about a week or so. And then later on, uh, it, something else would pop back up. And uh, so we took her to the doctor originally, and they had run some tests on her, and they figured she just had some kind of virus. And so afterwards, uh, she continued to get sick. And until finally, uh, it was around Christmas time. It, you took looked, her to like a, a urgent care place or something, I think? Yes. Uh, well, first I had taken her back to the pediatrician and they were going to send her uh, to the emergency room to, to get some fluids because she was obviously uh, very dehydrated. And I took her to the emergency room, and that is when, I guess, they looked at her and they said, no, she needs to be rushed to children's health care. I remember the call. It was terrible because you guys got into the ambulance, and it, a normal drive is maybe 45 minutes to an hour, and how long did it take you guys? And you guys in an Atlanta rush hour when this happened, right? Yes. It took almost two hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember you, I mean, that's very stressful. You mean as a parent to have your child be sick and then to be stuck in Atlanta traffic. <laughs> Example, I mean, I'm not sure that's the right word, but you're in an ambulance, but they couldn't get there any faster. Just too much traffic, the volume. So once you got there, it, I don't remember what time of day. Was it middle of the, like a late afternoon or I can't remember exactly. Uh, well, my my morning actually started early. And so okay. I think by the time we made it to uh, children's health care, it was probably around one o'clock or so. Um, again, it was, you know, a lot of running around to different places and then being stuck in traffic. But uh, that was kind of like a dream. Yeah, a dream that nobody, it's really more of a nightmare. <laughs> yes. Nobody really wants to, to, to deal with that. But you were so lucky once you got her admitted to the hospital. You had different doctors look, and then you had one doctor, what was his name again? Sauer. Dr. Sauer. Dr. Yes. Sauer. He got involved because the other doctor, they were really concerned. They determined that she had IBD, right? Yes, uh, she actually was uh, diagnosed with uh, having a toxic megacolon. Ooh. And uh, basically, that is what came about. 
uh, from her ulcerative colitis. I guess it had uh, gotten so badly damaged that they were actually very afraid to even do a colonoscopy because right. they're afraid to uh, tear anything because it was so Make inflamed and, right. And, right. and swollen. So um, she actually, uh, she almost lost her colon. Uh, right. I remember that was the freaky moment and Dr. Sauer got involved and he, I don't remember when they did the, the blood transfusion. Was that after he got involved? Um, um, well, uh, she had to be taken to ICU. Right, right. That's, e- that was terrible. Eventually, uh, well, first they admitted her into the hospital itself. And then I guess just from some of the results from some of the labs that they had drawn, uh, they had decided that she needed to uh, be taken care of in the ICU. Right. And that is also where they started her uh, blood transfusions at that time. And uh, while she was in there getting her blood transfusions, they also scheduled for her to uh, go in for the colonoscopy and to decide whether or not they needed to do emergency surgery and remove her colon. And that's where, uh, luckily, Dr. Sauer uh, had fought for Alexis to basically help keep her colon because the surgeons wanted to remove it, but Dr. Sauer did want for uh, the surgeons to wait to see whether or not some of the medicines that they were trying to give her, if, if they could work. Wasn't one of them like antibiotics? I, um, <clears throat> was it? Yes, she went through several different uh, rounds of antibiotics as well as uh, some other treatments um, until uh, they finally tried her. After she was out of ICU, they, they tried uh, uh, Remicade with her. Right, right. Okay, that, that was a, is that, is that a fairly new drug? I'm not sure on that. Um, um, I, I think that Remicade, I, I know, has been around for at least a few years. But as okay. far as uh, when they, they first got started, I'm I'm not quite sure about. But um, I know that uh, I used to watch the commercials on television all the time <laughs> and never really knowing what all that was about. But, but now you're like very familiar with it, right? Yes. yes. Well, it is amazing that what she went through, she still has her colon. And Dr. Sauer does a lot of doesn't do a lot of research as well and so he he was able to get her in, involved in a is it a part of the uh, what's the word uh, study or is that what she's a part of um, well I, I did go ahead and uh, and give their office permission to of course share any of the the findings any information regarding Alexis so that they can continue on with some of the research and and see why Alexis in particular seemed to uh, show such severe symptoms right. when she, when, uh, you know, her symptoms first presented itself. And um, it happened so quick. Yes. Right. And, and for her family history to not even show any history of ulcerative colitis or uh, anything of, of that nature was also... I guess, unique in, in her case. But Dr. Sauer, I'm very thankful for him because uh, he and his office were able to also get us in touch with people that are now able to do home infusions. That's awesome. That saves you a lot of time. 
Yes, it saves me a lot of time and um, and money. Uh, right. He introduced us to a program. That's right. Uh, that uh, will also go ahead and she receives her medication now uh, at a reduced cost. And this has all just been recently uh, since she's been with him for about an, uh, about a year now. I do remember one thing that stood out to me was. It was Christmas time, and we didn't know what to do. The whole family was here, so I bought everybody Christmas sweaters, and then they were kind of tacky, and it was was funny. And I knew it made Alexa smile, and I remember your uh, the principal of your school came to visit. I thought that was really kind of cool for her to take time out of her vacation to, to see you. And another cool thing was the Auburn University football team <laughs> visited her because they were playing in the uh, SEC championship. What's that bowl called? The Chick Fil A? I get forget what it's called now. Yes, that that was the Chick Fil A bowl. Yes, <laughs> right. I, I remember your husband saying these guys are so huge they could barely fit through the door. They, it seemed that way, fit through the doorway. But I know it made her really happy to get. Um, I just think that's great that they do that and visited all the children that were there that weren't home for Christmas. So now she's kind of back into a normal schedule, right? In her attitude is, um, I guess, a little bit, I should say attitude, that's the wrong word, but it's kind of hard when you're 13, right? But um, it's a lot better that she's feeling um, the pain is diminished, I'm sure, and the Remicade is working, and it's she's back to a normal life and back to you know, school regularly, because I know you had to take off from school just even to get to the doctor's appointments, yes. and that takes away from, from your time. And I, I remember I, I helped out a couple couple of visits so Dr. Sauer and I I like that he went to University of Wisconsin (laughs) like I did I didn't go to medical school but he did so now you're back into a normal schedule and you had at the same time you have another child who was in uh, high school trying to deal with that too that was hard on him I'm sure Um, just everybody in general you had three dogs at home um who now one of them now they're down to two because one of them passed away like my dog did around the same time frame it was it's tough but you guys got over it and I think Alexis has a a good attitude and I I think I really truly believe Dr. Sauer's team helped her with that um maybe I'm I just I thought he was he has a very very personable and some doctors aren't, but he is, and he actually listens to you guys. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. He didn't mind the questions. He he thought it was funny that I was asking all these questions, but I wanted to understand it too. But like, where the heck did this come from? It's not prevalent, or we're not aware of it in our family history. So what now? Um, she's going to be, I guess, in high school next year, which is kind of scary. Uh, yes. <laughs> I shouldn't say scary, but being the youngest grandchild out of um, – you know, our mom and our stepdad's our grandkids, she's the youngest, and that is a different story in itself. So how is she, um, I guess, she? I'm sure she's ready for that. She's going to go to the high school that's near you rather than having to yes. be where you're working. Yeah, she excited about that? Uh, I believe I think. so, <laughs> yes. Um, well, right now she, of course, has a wonderful support system at the, the middle school where I work at and where she currently attends. Um, And of course, just 
as far as her getting better, really, it's it's been a, a team effort, of course. Right, you know, the fact that, right. that you were always there to talk to her and to encourage her and and all the people that, that came and visited and all the people that worked, of course, at Children's Health Care of Atlanta were absolutely fabulous. But really, it was we didn't do anything on our own. It was always someone was there to to help support us in some way. That's so important, though. Like you said, the support to, to know that you've got a shoulder to lean on will help you get through things. And I'm just so glad that she's doing better. So based on her experience, has she made any lifestyle changes? Yes, she is trying to eat a lot better. She's trying to, of course, incorporate more vegetables in her (laughs) daily diet and less processed foods. But it's difficult being 13 years old. and You'll find a way to fit it in or hide it or sneak it, right? Yes, but... (laughs) But I think at first it was kind of a, a shock to to her entire system because all of a sudden we we had all these different books and other types of literature that are telling us different things to eat and not to eat. And at the end of the day, the biggest thing was what are some realistic changes that we can make to our everyday eating habits that are going to help Alexis in the long run. So we're still working on that. Right. It's it's better to do a little bit at a time because if it's overwhelming, I mean, just what she went through was just in general overwhelming. You can't just go cold turkey and, and switch what she's eating. She wasn't eating like a lot of junk. It's just something that was triggered in her immune system, really. It's kind of a autoimmune disease, really. So I think what you're saying, she... I possibly was triggered by a virus right and it just kind of got out of whack and like you said a lot of kids were sick at the same time but I'm so glad that she's she's doing better and she is making lifestyle changes I know she uh, used to joke about wanting to live with me because I I um because of my health history background but mine is something totally different it was a cancer thing and I changed to uh, learned that I had a dairy issue dairy allergy not lactose but but that's not what her issue is. It, it's something something was triggered in her immune system, and it affected her colon. I know that one thing that Alexis likes to do, she's involved in chorus, and she's really, I think, um, likes being creative, and that will help being more resilient with life. So what kind of art? You said she's doing, involved in art now? Uh, yes, she's actually found uh, a Netflix series, and so she has been watching that, and it's, um, gosh, I think it's uh, with Bob Ross. Right. And so she's been uh, watching those television shows, and actually she has a few canvases and some paint, and so she's been enjoying uh, a little bit of art and making uh, beautiful pictures. I have some in my office now, and she has some in her room. So That is so cool. I, 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 she always, I noticed she always had a, a creative little spark in her, and you just got to find what makes it work. And for me, it was always writing. I like to write, and I think you like to act. or you, Right? You did that when you were younger? Yes. That, that uh, intrigued you? Yeah. So what attracted you to the stage? Because I was terrified to do that. Um, I think the fact that I was a military brat. And I, I moved <laughs> we both <around>. were. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that I had to move around 
so much and it allowed me an opportunity just to to be someone different and and I enjoyed people being entertained I guess I don't know I, I remember that yeah we used to do a lot of when I was younger too I remember doing plays for the neighbors and I can't believe I did that kind of stuff but um, <laughs> but right maybe I never thought of it that way or wanted to be somebody else because we or grew up around the military we didn't really see our father it was um that's just the way it is but I think we came out stronger if you think about it it actually made us stronger but I remember you did a lot you were really really into the uh, theater and I think that's why you're a good teacher right because you do have to act yes (laughs) you're always on you're Um, always on stage right yes and I think um, really just getting people's attention and 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 doing something good with it. And so I think I just carried that into uh, my teaching because I tell my kids all the time I'm a storyteller by nature. And That's great, right? And your your mine is on ink on paper, and yours is more in front of people. Yes. And I think that is is something that I noticed when you helped me out too when my kids were younger. And I was traveling like a crazy person in business. You helped out a lot because you were, but you were also in school, mm-hmm. right? So, but I'm like Michelle, you're just knew how to handle kids, right? <laughs> I and, am what I teach. Exactly, you are what you <laughs> teach. She, she she knows how to handle kids, and she is a very respected. I'm not saying this because she's my sister, but she's very respected <laughs> in the community as a teacher, and everybody thinks it's cool. You know, for my son, like, oh, their aunt was, you know, uh, Mrs. Downey, you know, who teaches seventh grade. And that is probably one of the hardest um, grades to teach, isn't it? Uh, I hear hear that that it is. (laughs) I I know that uh, they are very moody and uh, they really, they're not quite sure about themselves. And that's why I probably enjoy the seventh grade so much is because I try to guide them and help them discover them themselves and also discover really their weaknesses and being able to to kind of rise above that and to and to better yourself and so that's why I love it but I don't know the sixth grade they are very young it's a transition time from elementary right to elementary yeah and And eighth grade they are you know, being prepared to move on to to high school, and so they all have their their wonderful, uh, unique traits about each particular grade level, as well as their their challenges. But I embrace all of it. I think it, it's great, and you think I think you found your your calling in a way. And there's always the need to help people, like you said, focus on their strengths, but also help them on their weaknesses, but not, not focus on that part actually, right? Cause that kind of can bring them down a little bit. Right. Well, not so much focusing on your weaknesses, but really just how to rise above them. Correct. What, Resilience. What can you do to, right. to adapt to that. And, right. and so, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, you, you're never going to, to go into a place and you were going to have a, a level playing field unless you make it that way. And um, you're preparing them for the future, right? And it's it's a very important position that you're doing. And I don't know if people really truly realize what teachers have to go through. And I think what you're doing is is great. And I don't know how many 
seventh grade teachers you have at your school. I don't know how big the school is. I don't, because it's, it's changed since my boys were there. Uh, right now, uh, we actually have some teachers that are just solely seventh grade teachers, but then we also have some that have to teach uh, multi-grade levels. But um, as far as the, the teachers themselves are concerned, I mean, really, we all put in uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of hours. I had one of my coworkers, she actually did a little math problem. She said, if we <laughs> average 15 grades, a nine week period, just what we enter into our computer systems. And we multiply that by us having an average of 150 kids and I actually have more than that. Wow. Uh, we have entered over 10,000 grades just in the computer system. That's not including grading them, wow. them. That's just what actually gets into the, the grade book. And uh, that, was, uh, that was a very different perspective that yes. I've never, I've never looked at the, the quantity of it in, in numbers like that before, and which is funny because I've been teaching for over 15 years now. And, but that was- That's a different, right. And, <laughs> and what you teach, it changes a little bit each year. Uh, you're teaching reading and writing, or am I wrong? Uh, no, this year I'm teaching language arts and ah. social studies. Oh, that's different, right? Yes, uh, I don't. I don't mind it. Uh, language arts is a lot of of writing, and writing and reading are some of the probably the the, the big weaknesses that that most children have, uh, and of course math. So it it offers its own unique challenges and allows them to think right it helps them to think and get their express it on some paper and i think you're and what you have to do you have to do a lot of reading and a lot of i just shouldn't say editing but you're giving critique or like you said feedback yes and that is harder it's a lot of stuff to do and how many um students are in that i mean at class or multiple classes i'm, I'm assuming um it it varies, but uh, I have anywhere from 30 to 36 kids in a class. That's a lot of papers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you. And one thing I have to point out, my sister is very patient in that something. I have it a little bit, but not to the level that she does. And she's probably patient because she had to deal with me. <laughs> I'm older. I took care of her, which I think is hilarious. Um but it worked out, right? We're, we're, and I think it made us stronger, like we mentioned earlier, being growing up around the military environment, how that, if you look at it from that perspective, it really made us stronger in how to handle diversity a lot more. And I'm so glad you found you know, the right path. And I'm so glad your daughter is doing so good, my little niece. I'm so glad you know everything is working out for everybody. And I appreciate you taking the time out today to talk about it. And I'm sure there's more things we can rant on, but I don't, I yep. know you got to get ready for another thing. Yep. Another baseball game. Exactly. Another <laughs> baseball game. Thank you so much for coming, Michelle. All right. Thank you for having me. I also wanted to recognize that Michelle was one of the editors of my latest book, Expecting the Good. Appreciate everybody listening and you can check out expectingthegood.com.